It's basketball time at the Q. And a half step inside of the basket. Hartenstein was there, missed the shot. Mitchell grabbed it, got it back to Mobley. Twist, fires, and it's over. Mitchell remains down. He got collapsed upon by Hartenstein. Self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored and don't make no money, but she won't drop out. Her parents are looking her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years ain't picked a career. She like, get I'll just stay down her and do it. Cause that's enough money to buy her a few pairs of new ears. Cause her baby daddy don't really care. She's so precious with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a concert. Cavaliers wanted a foul there. Mobley can't hit after he got the loose ball. Mitchell's up. He will gingerly walk off the floor. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. Rubber Rim Job, Season 2, Episode 7. These guys, man, these guys. These guys. Flying back from New York, giving us all heart uh, heart attacks. Good morning, yeah. Jig, man. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good today. I'm yeah. feeling good. Yeah. A little annoyed, basically, because we're, we're recording real time now. We're recording after the last game, but I, I am feeling good personally. Okay. Okay. You're feeling good personally. <laughs> I, uh, yes. There's a snowstorm, a whole front that's Same. sweeping across that area. Are you? Yes. Feeling? Okay. Okay. Uh, I uh, I have not shoveled or snow blown yet so i'm putting that off i've been working all morning so i hadn't really thought about that my kids were playing in the uh in the snow they were having fun with that this morning <laughs> uh i gotta i gotta borrow my neighbor's snowblower i should i should get my own to be yeah. honest with you but uh yeah i hate that shit I've, <laughs> i did the snow i just watched your dis- your disposition entirely changed you were like all relaxed and chill and now your shoulders are all now, hunched and you're like oh god yeah now i got a good sorry about that, that. Shit. i'm so tired of it <laughs> i totally just like brought on stress yeah that's all right, that's all right. I'm good for me i you know there's things happening in my world i won't even Something, something today that people say it happens for you once a year, but I have no idea what they're talking about. It's happening. Oh boy, what do we got? What do we got? Yeah, this guy, this guy sitting behind this microphone, supposedly, according yeah. to records and stuff, just turned forty. Yeah. Forty years old. How do you feel about it? Um, still, I'm still coming to terms with that. You know, I think I think it's a, of course, it's a blessing. I got up this morning. And I just took that, I took that first little bit of time to just, you know, like, uh, you know, like get right and you know, get my spirit right and everything. And then I was just like, what the hell? I'm looking around. I can't mm-hmm. believe this number is here. It's un- I don't like, I'm like these basketball dudes right now that are over 40, like, you know, like uh two for the brew and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, you'll be all right. Just, it, it's a shock. Um, I'm How great- far away does 20 feel right now out of curiosity? Uh, 
I think it'd be in 20. How does that feel 20 years ago? Does that feel more recent than that? It it feels like it what it feels like is just a blink away, like a blink ago. Then so I look, it doesn't feel that long. Right? It doesn't feel that long. But then I look at my okay. kids and I look at exactly. my, my classmates yeah. and stuff like that, and it feels like two lifetimes ago already. It it so yes, because college seems very long ago because because I feel like a completely different person. Like I yeah. my my personality and approach to life has changed so much since then. That yeah. twenty feels like very long ago for me. It's like totally surreal. So I guess and I guess to answer your question, both. If I'm just sitting here Both. talking with you, I'm like, man, it just, I feel like I was, cause I, uh, I was at university of Akron, but I also closed it out, out in Kent. And I was, you know, like out there okay. and stuff as I talked about with boobs and stuff like that. And I feel like I was, mm-hmm. I feel like I can blink and I can see, you know, the, the laundry one-on-one out there on 59 and the <laughs> CD, CD game exchange and everything that was Kent Robin hood, all that kind of stuff. But then I open my eyes, I look at my kids, I look at all this stuff with mm-hmm. these people, and it's like, holy crap, that was like 40 years ago. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both, all at the same time. I haven't hooped. I haven't stepped foot on the court in a little while. That mm-hmm. would be the barometer that brings it off very soberingly, you know? Okay. To tie yeah, this yeah. in. I could totally see myself pulling a Donovan Mitchell on the last play, like <laughs> blowing by jig. And then you can connect. <laughs> blowing by jig on the dribble pulling up and just everything locking up midair and coming yeah. down to the floor in a, in a heat. Do you, do you know, I, I don't, you know, do you follow Tom Segura at all? You know, Tom Segura? I do not. Comedian. I do not. Tom Segura. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even bother with this reference. Then. Uh, he, he's a, we'll, we'll move on. It's just, he's just a comedian. And, and there's a hilarious video that I would reference for you of an injury. I, 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 Okay, Tom Segura is one of my favorite comedians uh, right now. He's just very funny. Um, uh, Nasty, nasty stuff. Okay. Uh, Very funny, clever guy. But regardless, he he loves watching people get injured. That's like one of his things. (laughs) I also like watching people get injured. I consider myself a generally good ethical person, but I love watching people get hurt. Um, But his whole bit on the show is he... To a kind of a psychotic extent, loves watching people get hurt. And I think okay. people kind of observe him doing it. And they're kind of like, yeah, this guy's a little bit of a psycho. It's a little sick. It is a little sick. It's a, it's a little <laughs> sick. It's not a nice It's not a nice thing to like watching people get hurt. Anyways, um, at some point he had a bet, I guess, with uh, some people on the show or something. I'm not sure exactly how this got set up. But he made this moronic decision as like a f- probably, probably 45-year-old guy right. to train up. It, it doesn't even make any sense. And he was going to try to run out and dunk like on a nine foot hoop. <laughs> Dude's like a good, he was like a good 250 pounds, sure, right? Sure. And he's that age. And you just watch him run up, leap in the air, and you could hear his ACL snap. <laughs> you could hear it. That's not funny. And, that, and he lands. It was funny though, just because of who he was and how he built up to this with the, right. with the watching people get hurt. You could hear it snap. And then you watch him land on the ground uh, and break his elbow, which oh, is awesome. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I I think I saw that. Did you really? Did you watch it? But then he landed in a way that was like if you ever watched Family Guy. Sure. Um, they used to land in this really awkward way that was physically impossible where their <laughs> bodies would sort of land like like almost like a piece of paper would right, land. Right, right, right. 
if you cut a human beat like a like a picture of somebody out and then sort of like flop back and forth right and it just immediately became like one of my favorite videos to watch because i love him like he's really fun <laughs> but like all of that shit talking and laughing at people clearly built up like a lot of bad karma for right. him. It came back. I, I think i saw that video and i'm not gonna okay if I do, when I when we do splice, we'll probably splice in his commentary about it. But okay. I, just yeah. in case anybody's triggered by getting there. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you don't like watching really nasty injuries, <laughs> you're not going to watch that because it's definitely puke worthy. Okay. Okay. But if you know him, you'll already probably know the video. Yeah. Um, yep. But man, I loved watching it. It was so fun. We were um, especially a fan of his. If we were kids, you know where I think that seed got planted for you. As kids, What's we used that? to watch like America's Funniest Home Videos. Exactly. Those yeah. like those segments always cracked me up because people used to get yeah. jacked up. But it yeah. was like they they would only put the jacked up on there. It was like people could walk away or they laughed about yeah, it. Of course, yeah, absolutely. You know, like the, yeah, you got it. You got to live. And I mean, now I mean, I I can't even tell you how many times was, I got hurt like on a basketball court. And I'm sure like watching it from the outside, like people would have been like, "What is this? Why is this guy even bothering to play that? Like, what is happening?" So. <laughs> We are there. We are there. Are some walking wounded. It's not like last year. So yeah. we don't, like we drew parallels last episode, but we're not we're not there, right? Yeah, I'm glad you said it. This looks like something that's going to be nagging and need to be, right. uh, you know, planned out for to maintain. A groin is not something to take lightly. You know, like how how what was it eight months or so for. You know, like there's been players in their absolute prime. Who is that like, how long a groin takes? I have no idea. And there's there's severities to it, kind of like sprains and stuff, where Jesus. you just got to be just careful. So here's the counter to that. You know, this. so this is just the last game. We're going to cover the last three to four games, and I'll do that really quickly in a summary. After our last episode where we beat the New Orleans Pelicans, we lost yeah. to the Grizzlies on the last second yeah. Hail Mary Garland kind of thing that was going on. Right. That right. game, we there was some battling. We came out ready to play. We we took advantage of them. We outplayed what we expected without Mitchell. Definitely. Down yeah. in Memphis. Man, there was some glaring ATO after timeout things and yes. lack of structure for yes. attacking them on offense where it just was like, you know, that last episode where we were like, you know what? I'm peaceful. We're loving JB. Yeah. That right. game, it was like, oh, we can't point anywhere but th- but over to the sideline. That sucked. How'd you it feel did. watching that play out on that last play after these dudes fought their asses off to stay in that game? So I agree with that. Definitely ATO problems. But here, here's the thing, too, that has been a, a problem for a while now. Darius Garland struggles on final possessions. Yeah, he, um, does. he does. He loses sight of the entire court. As great as he is at getting to the basket and making those pocket passes, mm-hmm. alley-oops, whatever the case may be, I know it's not standard to pass on the final possession. He wants to be a hero. Even, yeah, because it's it's clearly a known to trap him. Right. Um, and I, I just, I've just watched this guy get totally trapped and try to throw up these ridiculous balls. <sighs> pass it once, man. I mean, yep. just get get rid of the ball. I, I'm because you know what's coming. You know and coming. um horrible last possession in that game. Horrible decision making there. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um there's you know, and and what I love about the board is there's never a consensus. There's always, you know, there's always thought provoking. There's the That's a good thing. You know, like the futures and stuff like that that come in and just totally just um 
troll and stuff. Yeah. 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 But out, you know, outside of that, there's always thought provoking and we all just try to discuss and keep this stuff. But at the end of that game, being one of the Garland, you know, fanboys since day one, like uh, my favorite player, I had to like, for sure. There were multiple possessions, you know, like the, where he got blocked by JJJ, his, Soon right. as Jackson committed, oh, he got swatted. That, yeah, and that was, was the third to last possession, right. I think. And then that you know, Coro not able to get a ball in bounds. But then that ATO, right. that ATO, where Garland just like I don't know what that crap was. Like it was Me like either. you, like your brain didn't even compute. But the problem I had, and this feeds into the New York thing, because the th- same thing just happened. It was Mitchell this time on three consecutive oh. drives. It's schematic. It's not just the player's preference, and that's the problem. Because right. like. Right. Yes, Garland should know better, and he does know better, but he just got a blind spot, and he's 20-whatever he is, so he's learning, right? 24, 25, yeah. yeah. Mm-mm, no, yeah. Garland, I think it's 23. 22, 23? Yeah. But then flip the – and it's hard to look at him with without a very skeptical thing because Kyrie had one track mind, but he could actually get a shot off, like – so we we yeah, were yeah because he pulled because he pulled back a lot of the time yeah we were excited well that's his specialty and he's he's like one of one when it comes to getting off hard shots and being able to use weird angles and stuff like that so we have that to compare because his fresh his freshman year his his rookie year and second year even if he was on the floor with Alonzo G and um you know Mike Brown as his other guys he found right. room and ways to get buckets and I get buckets. Garland, on the other hand, we're like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. Don't just get buckets. But it doesn't help when the coach is like, just go get a bucket at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what he's do supposed to do. Do we think that's what's going on? I mean, do we think he's just rolling the ball out there and saying, go score? I find it hard to believe the only play was Garland getting open to get the ball on an inbounds. And he didn't even get mm-hmm. the ball in. And then the two plays where he actually did get the ball in, it was just totally up to him to just create. So I guess, mm-hmm. like, there was literally three plays in a row in that game, three mm-hmm. play, three plays in a row in this game where mm-hmm. it just was like, you're on your own, guys. Mm-hmm. Go, go do it and get it. And the only thing that he was like, I'll take, you know, accountability for this and control of this is who's on the floor. So right. I, I, two different guys, one is 22, 23, and hasn't done anything in this league yet. The other one has had great game ending, you know, like that 71 point thing and all that kind of stuff. But it was absolutely most of that was predicated on just getting buckets and stuff. But absolutely. Then he's had playoff series and Snyder systems and stuff where you, he was used for things for him to do the same thing. Garland just did a couple of games apart. It can't be anything other than schematically Mm -hmm. go get us a bucket, Donovan, go get us a bucket, Darius. And that doesn't look good. It's, no, it do, it doesn't look good, and there's just there's just no reason not to move the ball at the end of the game. Entirely predictable, I, it is. Um, so I mean that, that that's it. I mean that, that's it. And in yeah. Okoro not getting the ball in, I I don't know if that's on lack of scheme or if that was just him not getting the ball in or whatever the hell that was. But that was it was a that's super, happened more than once too. It's yeah, happened, it's happened a few times this year. Super super quick call. Why is he taking the ball out? Yeah, that's the, there you go. Okay, that we got to say that. There's no reason in in any world where he's the guy on the floor that you're like, oh, he'll he'll make the right play in regard to pass. Like that's not Okoro. I think of the starting lineup, he might average the least amount of assists, right? Like right. I think so. Like Allen and Mobley are better passers. Why is he like what? I remember a play early in this, <laughs> not early in the season. It was probably even like ten, 
10 games ago where where the play was to pass the ball into Jarrett for three throws and, and that was that was unbelievable I, yeah. I i can't i still can't believe why that was done so there's there's some hard there's some hard questions i like um there's a post from smooth on the board shout out to smooth and he starts the post off this was right after the memphis game i do believe mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he he said hey Let's not even get into this whole we need to replace JBB thing right now because that's not happening. Let's no, not. like let's move forward with where we hope these guys can win in spite of that kind of stuff. And okay. that that's my approach. I was so kumbaya on the last episode, and I remain that way because through but this you gotta figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Through this season and into the playoffs, we got what we got. He is what he is. Okay. So we need decision makers <laughs> like Garland and like Donovan to to tap into you know um filling that void you know like we need that um and so i i agree with smooth in that he started the conversation off by saying let's not even broach the replace jbb thing i think we all kind of are like wait there's it's missing schematically but we love the motivation the you know locker room police and all that kind of stuff so okay let's not even get too deep into that but it is very glaring right now while, you know, everybody's pinning back their ears and starting to fight for playoff positioning. Like right now, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's very glaring right now. And it, it, you can't get away from that. That said, I'm going to play. A, I'm going to play a small clip right here and I'll just okay. I'll, I'll impose it in the, the post game interview for Donovan. What happened in the final play? Um, I went up to try and dunk it both my legs cramped. And my groin just tightened up and locked up on me. So it was three things happened at the same time. Um, Did you land awkwardly? No, it's just as soon as I jumped. Um, and then I tried to get the rebound. And that was that. How are you feeling now? I'm all right. I screwed that up. Um, last four possessions. Um, I can cry about the foul calls all I want. It's got to be more poised for our group. Uh, two, one turnover on a layup. Even though I feel like I should have got fouled, pull it out, run a play, get something, and then um, the same one where I airballed the layup. That's on me. Um, I let the team down at the end of the game. Uh, we played a really good game up to that point, all of us. And you know, I didn't do my job, and that's on me. Um, okay. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you cook first. How you feel about that? Like those two questions. First, it was Fedor giving him a layup or an alley-oop or, you know, here's an excuse. Then Russo, Kelsey Russo, shout out. Yeah, she followed up with, uh, but, you know, let's, let's get past that. What about the late game execution? How you feel about that and his responses? I mean, it's refreshing to hear somebody just flat out taking, taking responsibility for everything. I, I will say that. Um, I mean, if that's true that he was going in for a dunk, that was not a dunkable play it was at not. all. Okay. He had guys all over over him. He should have passed that ball. So, I mean, as good as it was that he's taking responsibility there, he should have passed it well before he even gotten into the paint, and, and that was on a couple plays. But, I mean, look, that's who he is. I mean, he, he's that guy. I mean, that, that's going to happen. He's kind of going to live and die with those types of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on the On the latter clip, I don't know. It's it's kind of just the same thing. I mean, 
I don't know. I I I I just kind of go back to this. I'd like to see these guys moving the ball in, in this late game execution. They're they're not winning on the road, and they're not winning on the road due to due to poor late game execution. And, I agree. And and they're just they're 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 not doing it. I mean, they're giving up so many three pointers too. I mean, if you want to talk about that, I mean, it's it's even a defensive thing too. Right. And that's that's also he's saying he's letting down his team. I mean, they're they're letting each other down. They are. There was a huge three pointer, wide open three pointer yeah. that was given up to um, Randall, a guy that had been hot all game. Yep, Randall at the top of the key. So at the top of the key. Yeah, let's 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 do the let's do the interview thing, and I'm gonna get into your schematic stuff too. I did not like the Fedor question and the Donovan. You know, he took the bait on the excuse. I don't, like if you're out there. Like, don't even lead with that, you know, like because there was three possessions in a row where you did the exact same thing. And it just so happens that on the last one, even if it did tighten up on you, you're not about to dunk over Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, like do whether he went up vertically or he got a little wrist and all that kind of stuff like Mm. Jared Allen was wide the F open. And after two Mm. plays of doing the same thing where they they, you got the same kind of result, man, make that play, please make that right play. Just pass the damn ball. Just and pass again, the I, damn I, ball. It was easy. I know this is who he is, and that's how you get 71 points by being that guy. Right. But you, you win some, you lose some. You got to take that with that. However, the second response is I'm like, if you know, I really wish Russo had been able to do that first, and then he probably wouldn't have even taken that bait because I want my leader not to look for an excuse and to just, you know, like what we talked about about, you know, like JBB looking for other things, other excuses and stuff, like just take it, you know, just take it by the horns, say I'm in control, I'm I'm a, accountable, um, which is what he did on the second one, which, you know, mm-hmm. like that was like, a, oh, thank you so much for saying that because I was about to be frustrated sitting there watching that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't strike me as a guy who, if you know, he's super aware and everything, so I just hate that that first question gave him an excuse. The uh, What I like is taking accountability saying, look, I let my, yeah. guy, you know, cause the, like there was a play before that where Garland got the am one and it, he was like fired up. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, because he just made that play, put the ball in his hands. I'm not saying that, you know, like Mitchell, obviously is better score. Garland is the better initiator, but mm-hmm. you know, where Mitchell is like, Hey, I know I need this ball. Give me this ball. You cannot be one track minded. you like on that. Like no. that last play. So um, there's that. What you just talked about, which I agree with 100%, and it's back to schematic. Like those wide open threes are are by design. You know, like Randall going eight for 12 from three after shooting <laughs> whatever he's 33, 37% on the season. Right. Right. You know, what? what is that? Five for 12? He should have been four or five. Yeah. Um, you, like this at this point in time, it's not a anomaly it's it's you know it's not oh well these guys sacramento just shooting out their minds or charlotte that guy from the corner for charlotte he you know he had some golden extra, state yeah he golden state oh my scrubbed. god like the scrub team they all didn't eat their wheaties and just decide tonight we're gonna bomb cleveland like it's by design these guys literally are clapping and happy if they get in the paint um violations because to them that means that they're all packing it in and teams are like, oh, you guys want to do that? We'll take advantage and move it until we get the one open. They get going, and then these guys are hard to stop. They then start making contested ones because 
they have the ultimate green light. Mm-hmm. The scheme has to change. You cannot keep, you can't like at this point in time, you 10 games in a row where there's an aberration of somebody shooting 20% over their, you know, three point completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by scheme. And that's mm-hmm. frustrating to see at end of games where the, they, those guys get it going and you know, there's a dagger coming. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can see it. Like we're, me and my pops are sitting in front of the TV and we're like, yeah, was whatever it was, one old, whatever it was, it was tied up. I was like, 110, 110, whatever. I was like, man, they about to get a three somewhere. It's going to be, it's going to be a backbreaker. And it's going to be somebody stepping into it who just like should not feel that comfortable. Yep. And Randall stepped back there. Allen wasn't able, Allen, yeah, Allen kind of uh, played off of him and didn't really contest over. And I think JBB, you know, was getting into him afterwards, but I was like, this, he's doing what you scheme them to do. And now you're asking them to make adjustments in real time. I mean, you wonder if, if the concern, it's like, is it because of the Levert situation earlier in the year? But I mean, the problem is, the, you know, the game was, you know, because of the Levert fouls there. But I oh, mean, yeah, like, that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, are you concerned that you're going to get a foul? But I mean, like, he, he wasn't on him at all. He went on him at all. It was like, I, you can walk into it. Like, you know, those guys that take those shots to win cars and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nobody on him at all. That's exactly I mean, what he did. You know, I mean, to an extent, LeVert got screwed, you know, a little bit and, and that jumped into him. But, you know, you got it. I just think you have to defend there a little bit because he wasn't anywhere near him. It's happening too much. The poor execution at the end of the games, giving up too many threes. The Golden State was the the worst. That was oh, the worst all year, yeah, where, where guys were going crazy on them. Um, and they're just, I I personally think the biggest problem is a lack of physicality. That's what I think the problem is. Guys are feeling comfortable because the Cavs just put they don't have bodies on them at all. They're letting them they're letting them run around all over the court. They're letting them get through picks. And they're they're just putting they're not putting bodies on them at all. They're not slowing them down. You know, I I, I think that's where their problem is. I hear you. And they're everybody's in rhythm. I th- I, I I hear you. And um, I think schematically, I think these guys believe that you know, like I I think the book is out on the Cavs. And when you see teams come in and from the very jump, like Toronto, and every game that we've played them, Toronto, they have. Them they have ultimate green lights to shoot, to pass the ball and get open threes. Like there's guys who, you know, Flynn and uh, uh, Boucher and stuff like that. They're like two for three from three Charlotte, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, like there's teams or you just like when they play other guys, you don't see them shooting like this. Like they've yet to put anybody on their ass all season. And I, again, I've said this before. I I know that's not the league right now, but I'll, I'll give you your physicality. For me, as a second, Toronto wax them. Yeah, as a second thing, seeing the scheme and knowing these guys are literally, you know, celebrating if they get uh, lane yeah. violations, like other coaches pick up on that stuff. Like the book, yeah. the book is out. The Cavs are going to pack the paint, and they yes. are. If you move the ball and make that one extra pass, you're going to get a wide open yes. shot from three. Like that, the, that book is out. So, so. The, one of the best things Love was doing all year, and he's Uh-oh. done this throughout his career, was getting charges in the paint, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're, in a way, you're either playing defense or you're getting charges in the paint and grabbing rebounds, right? Right. right. 
now he's doing nothing. Um, <laughs> and that that was part of packing the pain, right? That's part of getting guys in there down low. He can't play. Now he's he doing, cannot play. I, I, I wish the podcast family could see your face. Like, you were, like, sincere, deadpan. Now he's doing nothing. Like, <laughs> give me something, Kevin. Kevin, he, give us something. I love Kevin, too. <laughs> I do. I do. You know what? I, I'll acknowledge that. I was saying the same thing about Okoro earlier in the year, and, and, like, now that guy's playing really, really well. But, like, I just – is Kevin coming back? I mean, are we getting – because this is an injury with Kevin, as far as I recall. Isn't this a finger injury with him? Uh, I don't – And he's got those – got those quicksand legs going i mean it's like you got a combination of both of those things it would be it would be that if all we saw was okay he's not holding the ball right he's not catching the ball right he can't handle things because of the finger this is a brain telling body to do things and body not doing what the brain is saying injury right that that is age reaction and he was already impaired at in his peak I don't think so, Jig, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer on a rubber rim job. It's just age. I think it's. I think. I think we saw him fall off a cliff, and the injury is the, uh, the you know what we're grasping a hold of at this a moment. Bruised brain. Yep. I think. I think. Man, it's He's having senior moments, athletic senior moments. It's been tough. Well, reg- regardless, I mean, those minutes are are gonna. They got to be cut. I mean, because all it takes is one player, and your rotations are screwed up. Screwed up. And it's, it was tough, you know, like we are expecting and we know that, you know, coming back from ACL is a, it's a, uh, it's an arduous process, but it's a up and down until they hit their stride and they get over the fear and the mental hurdle of trusting it and just playing without, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. so Rubio for me, this was expected. Like we wanted him back sure. well before uh playoff race time and well before oh, yeah. trade deadline. So we could say, you know, we see that the potential is there. We're going to let him play into it. I'm not, I'm not upset. You know, Rubio gave us nothing yesterday. I think both Rubio and love. And if I'm not mistaken, Jetty, they all had zero stat lines. Yeah. Jetty wasn't really, he didn't really get any meaningful play though. And uh, yeah, that's right. Him and Wade, both they, everybody's, you know, but the love thing is not that. And so there's genuine concern that we need to keep every option open for this deadline right here. Like, Oh yeah. That, that don't get me wrong that we did not have the expectation that we were going to be contenders right now. What we had the expectation of after that, no, you want to win a playoff series. Right. What the, yes. What we had expectation of, we wanted to build on what we ultimately fell short of last year yeah. while integrating and finding balance to these dynamic backcourt and front court guys all growing together. And potentially like make some noise in the in the first round or potentially. Okay, I'm gonna go round. super positive. I'm gonna go super positive. Right. I bet you already. Both know of us I'm started going. falling asleep on the negative stuff. I right? know. I'm gonna go super positive. What you got? I'm gonna go super positive. Maybe you even need to chop this up and, and switch this into the into the <laughs> We got the thing I've been calling. We got it. They fed Mobley. I don't know if that was a schematic thing or if it just like happened in the mix. Yes. But they just fed him and fed him and fed him. And now here's the, here's the thing. It happened when Mitchell was out. I had the feeling that's what it would be. Mitchell was out of the game. It'd right. be, I thought it was always going to be either Mitchell or Garland or both were going to be out when it happened. He had the biggest game of his career, 38 points. And it wasn't just a bunch of uh, handoffs, 
pocket passes and garbage plays. Man. Um, it was him on the run. Uh, it was him taking some shots. It was, you know, a couple gar- garbage plays as well. Um, it was even him uh, making some plays where he came out all the way from the three-point line Man. off the dribble. It was everything. It was his whole bag. And it was with zero free throws. He zero only free took throws. Zero free throws. And he only took two three-pointers. He missed them both. That was a coming out game. That was Evan Mobley. That's the Evan Mobley we're going to have in the future. Now, it was followed up by only 12 points, but Mitchell was back. Right. And Mitchell clearly wanted to show something in this game, which is, that is what it is. Right. I don't know if Donovan's going to be out or what's going to happen with him. I think what's going to happen is whenever he's out, you're going to see Mobley crank it back up. Crank it back up again. So there's going to be a balance there. I wish that um, wasn't dependent on that. Cause I man. do too. I do too. I wish we had a true big three. You called for it on the last episode and they, and for him to deliver like he did, that was schematic though, Jig. Like yes, it they, was. he was in yes, motion. Was. They were intentional about getting him in was. motion. Like that was beautiful. Like I was like, like this unicorn, like what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah. Since you say it, I, I, I it almost had to have been because they, they just kept, putting it in they kept giving him the ball giving him the ball giving him the ball and that's the way it always had to be he had to develop that confidence and the way you can really tell it's a confidence thing is because is is when you watch him off the dribble right because he he made a few plays off the dribble in this last game and that's a confidence thing dribbling the ball is a confidence thing when when you're at that level because when he's not confident you can see that he makes those weird plays where he pump fakes eight times or he, you know, he dribbles and he's, you know, he does not make that straight line to the basket. Right. He goes straight line to the basket when he's feeling good. <clears throat> There's no crossing over. There's no, you know, weird backing guys down. It's straight line to the basket and bam. Um, and man, he, he, even in this last game, he looked really good. His hook shot is a little bit of a line drive, which is fine because he's so damn tall. Absolutely. Um, but man, is he, He's so good. He's scratching, He's man. So good. He's scratching the surface. Uh, good call. He is. Good call. There were um we talked about earlier in the season when we pulled in the Edgar and James clip off of uh the McAfee yeah. show and stuff. And we talked yeah. about playing without thinking. In that Milwaukee game, he was playing was without it. thinking. He looked like a guy who yes. knew what the plan was and he was just reacting. Like when that ball was fighting him, he was like he had the final stages Attack. of putting that Rubik cube together. Like he saw, oh, if I twist this and do that, like this, this whole thing is is finished. He was attacking. He, he was man, just boom, was... get the ball and attack. And that and that's the guy he's going to be. I don't even know how much he's going to pass as if he's going to be a big assist guy as time goes on. And and I don't think he really even needs to be making a whole hell of a lot of passes because it it looks like they want to get him the ball in there real deep, which is which is great as man, big as he is. I'm okay with that being down dial back and then having to reinsert that into his game once he's got the assertion and the scoring dominance and stuff. I'm okay because I agree that 38 man, I, my jaw was on the ground the entire Me game. Too. I was like, that guy was the number three pick. Like that looked like when we watch other people's lottery picks ascend, yes. that's what that looked like. So that was not Julius Randall playing that. That was a, <laughs> that was a future hall of fame type. That play. was not that, Julius Randall. You yeah, know, 
Nope. Julius Randle looks like a guy who, I mean, Julius Randle looks like an amazing, amazing player, but he's doing what he's doing like year 10. I mean, you know what I mean? Or whatever, whatever it is. And he's, you know, kind of all over the court, a little right. out of control sometimes. Evan Mobley is doing that year two, and he's yeah. just scratching the surface. He's raw. He's, um, you know, making moves that in, in like year two, you're like, are you serious? Like, I mean, and, he, and he's making just, incredibly you know smart plays I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. wild let's give julius randall credit however absolutely let's also say he's i'm i'm still would never want my wagon hitched to that horse like no. there's he's no. like did he deliver last night yes but that's because literally he's got the ball in his hand the entire game right. he's, he's exactly. doing what sexton was doing for us that's what i'm saying when he beat brooklyn and stuff like all that. volume it's, it's all, all volume. volume like uh, jalen brunson standing in one corner rj barrett standing in another corner you know, like yes. they, they could have had any other four guys on the floor with him. And if the system allows him to do what he did, he's going to yes. do it if he's got the ball. Um, exactly. Nothing to build your team around. So don't let that's exactly. fool's gold. And Jay, yeah, you I'm, want the ball in Jalen Brunson's. You want, well, here's something that I'm going to say that uh, people like, what? Like, man, I, I can't help but feel like, you know, the Knicks are shopping Randall. Like, yeah. When oh, I was yeah, like, I, I like, don't be surprised if boom, you know, come deadline day, they're like, oh, we just shipped him out for this. And they're clearing the clearing the floor. Um, don't yeah. be surprised if they're like, let's turn him into that elusive, you know, guy that can play off of Brunson. Because, uh, yeah, no, that I, I did not walk away from that game last night. Like, man, the Knicks are no, it was a schematic thing. And. No, they're a weird mix of guys. Yep. It, in a, in a way, it's posh. sort of like the Raptors, where it's just like this weird grab bag of dudes. And you know a move is coming for them, too. Um, yes, to build back on the good stuff, that Milwaukee, man, put that in my veins. Put that tape yes. in his yeah. room on I a agree. loop. Like, you know how you walk into a Foot Locker or something, they got the same loop playing over and over, or McDonald's, and it's like the same plastic food that they keep showing on this you know, video board and stuff? Put that game on a loop in his house. When he walks in, he can't even flip the channel to go watch any other unicorn shows. Just watch that game and get that yep. embedded in your brain and yep. live it, breathe it, eat it, and sprinkle in some Garnett, some Duncan, but Milwaukee game. That moment, yeah. you remember how we always referenced Okoro's Phoenix game for like three years? Yes. We've been like, Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yes. Now we've got one for Mobley where we're just like, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. That was Garnett. It was Garnett. It was all totally that. That Garnett. Was, he, it was like watching young Garnett out there. And he was doing it against the defensive player of the year candidate. Yes, he was. Like the yes, he like was. him and JJJ. Brooke Lopez and JJJ are neck and neck. And that's who Mobley gave a 40-piece extra large. Uh, he had Brooke like right under the basket a lot of the time. I mean, fries, he had him in there so deep. It was incredible. Fries fresh out the grease, fresh squeezed orange juice. It was like here. Like I, I give you everything you want to eat. Uh, if you watch Brooke, like the look on his face that that like that whole game, he's like, "What the hell's going what's on? What's going right on here?" <laughs> he couldn't believe it. I think I think he uh, I think Robin had put a cap on or something in practice that week and was like, "I'm Brooke Lopez." I'm Brooke. Yeah, I'm Brooke. On and, me. and Moby was like, practice. "I'm gonna tear this dude's ass up," and that's what he did in the game. So uh, thanks, thank you for you know having us convert over to some good feels because these last four games did provide that. This is coming. This kid is coming. Just need to figure out how to incorporate all three of these guys at this at the same time. I, I'm sure they'll do it. It's it's just it's it's tough because Donovan's definitely a, an alpha type of guy, and 
in Mobley's, I, I, you want to see him get some volume, um, just yeah. because he's such a unicorn type of guy, and and Garland is a, uh, he's best when he's a facilitator, and and when he does that, that can, you know, he can get that step back. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, sure. they have some unique skills, but and if anything, I want to see Donovan be willing to give the ball up a little bit more. Yeah, I, I'm back to that with you. The new pieces that are coming back from injury and working their way back into shape. Rubio and Drippy mm-hmm. are both mm-hmm. conductors. They're both, um, yeah. you know, fifth starter, you know, caliber. Yeah. But, you know, six, seven guys that, like, will keep that ball moving and make the pace in the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kumbaya the offense. Mm-hmm. There's guys that are there, like the Leverts and, you know, uh, the unwilling shooter and Stevens that we're like, we got to, if these guys are going to figure it out, we can't have these guys on the floor helping the junk up while they're figuring it out. For me, there's a science to the rotation and the players available that this deadline provides an opportunity for them to be able to sort it out quicker. We've right. got to have a more willing and assertive shooter on the floor with those three. Um, that's going to be something that we can address here with this deadline pulling up. And then once they do get into that play in going into the playoff situation at the year, at the year end, you know, the kind of like the hard lesson that the Warriors had where they lost that first round series. Um, I think it was to the Clippers or whoever it was jazz. And then they were just like, had a moment where they looked at each other, the hard moment where the heat lost in 2011 to the Mavericks in the finals. And they really had to look at each other. You know, like those hard moments where, you know, you get close enough and you're like, we almost figured this out. Let's get it together so that we walk into the new year with this already aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, we just hope that it's with a schematic optimization as well. So it's coming. The growth is coming. There's still some restructuring that needs to happen with this deadline popping up. And I'm optimistic still. Even with these close losses, I see some guys on the board ready to jump off. There was some, I've been really. Uh, the, team's, the team's good. I mean, there's no, this team is great. Look at it from the outside. There's when, when teams go up against the Cavs, they, they don't want to play the Cavs. I mean, and no, they still don't. Uh, there's um, right now, I want to give a shout out, a uh, rubber rim shout out to Cassidy14. He's been consistent and like once he was like, you know what, this is really holding us back. But he's very unbiased because he's not just like, let's kill the coach or let's do this, let's do that. So like every post game in the game threads and then in, in, you know, studio, I'm like, you know, what's Cassidy talking about? Like right now, he's he's hot right now. He's on a he's on a heater. Cassidy is doing the Donovan 71 point. If you see him on the board, um, you know, check him out. And he pops up in the game thread. And also uh, two other. I want to give a shout out to Wham. Wham. I want to give a shout out to Wham. He's always measured and always finds numbers to back up everything. And it's usually let's, let's trend back to glass half full. He's killing it right now. And then my brother and mod as well, Wuck. So Cassidy, Wham, Wuck, these guys are all, you know, bringing measure and, you know, just saying, Hey guys, like let's hang in there. However, we see this as well. So, uh, it's it's a uh, we're in the we're in the middle of winter right now, and there's adjustments that have to be made as this is being sorted out. But I'm optimistic, man, moving forward. Let's talk future, like upcoming future games. Okay. 
We got the Rockets tomorrow. But, I mean, that's got to be a win. That team is terrible. That team is so bad. They have they do have Alper and Shen Shen Goon, who I've liked for a long time. He's having a good year. I was just gonna say scary because Steven Silas is coaching for his job right now, and they've yep. re- they've reduced the log jam at between Porter and Green because Porter's out. So if he right. stays out for tomorrow, and he may be back tomorrow, but if he stays out for tomorrow, while he's out, the usage for Shangun has gone up, and he like given us he gave us a triple double if I'm not mistaken recently. Here's the Green has been scoring at a pretty high volume too. Yeah, there because Green is like what they're doing right now is they're watching Sabonis and Fox, and Shangun is is getting his assist off feeding Green and then setting some bone crushing picks fresh from Turkey on guys uh, with his back knee. Oh, his back knee's gone, by the way. I, I, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the last games, I, I want, was like, it's gone. We we knew that was going to happen, though. You get that kind of money in America, gotta fix it. you're getting rid of your back knee. You can't be missing out on the models down there in Houston. Exactly. And yeah. um, so. But He's got the, those IG models coming after him now. You're not. You're not. Absolutely not. So then the other part of that is there's an X factor that started the last couple games who's put up a 95% defensive rating. And uh, you don't want to hear this, but his name is Tari Eason. He's been that fifth starter um, ever since Jabari Smith went down. And he's better than Jabari Smith at playing a team game. Like, So I just want to caution before we have these crazy expectations that we're just going to mollywop the Houston. Oh, West. I don't have that expectation. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they should. They, you, you, ha- you have to. You need to. It's scary because Steven Silas is coaching for his job and – the, the injuries have actually cleared the decks on some of the logjam for them. So they look like a ragtag, tough group that's running their offense through. Uh, uh, shout out to Nathan. Nate, Nathan's favorite draft prospect, Alper and Changun, right now. So let's. Loved, I've loved him for a long time. Yeah. Yep, yep. I just love that pow like game that he plays. After that, we've got a back to back. So Thursday at seven, we're in Houston. The very next day, we go up the road three or four hours to the sprawling metropolis of Oklahoma city. It's um, going to be a tough game. Super tough. Cause these dudes for what, all the crap you want to give Presty, man, he's got these dudes playing and, and centered like it, they're locked in like the, the coach Dagnaught or whatever his name is. He's running a through top five player in the league out there. Man, too. SGA is balling like a, a legitimate, like fringe I don't even want to say MVP. He's he's a lock for All Star, but he's like yeah. he's absolutely like what? And then Giddy on the side of he's him, a good player too. Yeah, man, he's leading him in rebounds. He's like all kinds of stuff. They took Lou Dort, who we were telling Okoro to watch, and they've turned him into their most consistent three point shooter. Like, what the hell is going on down there? Like, they're focused. They share the ball. They're selfless. Jalen Williams is their fifth starter who's playing like Tari Eason. He's doing it all. He's getting assists. He's getting steals. He's getting blocks. He doesn't care if he scores. He's ugly as shit with his afro, but he's balling down there. Right. So we got Houston, then the very next night, OKC. That's a that's a gauntlet. And then we end this weekend with a game back home at the Rock with those pesky L.A. Clippers. That's going to be a tough, tough game. Yeah, because they're getting healthy. Kawhi's putting up like 30 minutes again. PG mm-hmm. is healthy at the same time. And they've got a switchable. It's a scary game. Man, they got like eight guys who can guard one through four. And then they got Zubak in the middle. And it's just, man, it's mm-hmm. 
Amazing, yeah. The That's a scary game. So, all of that to say, we got a gauntlet in front of us right now. They do. Even though Definitely do. you would think, oh, no, the Rockets and OKC, those should be. No. Those guys right now are playing for their, their coach's job in Houston. And in OKC, they're showcasing whatever they can so they can, you know, do their pre- I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to watching SGA. I love the way he plays. You like it? Eh. I do. I really like him. I'm biased. Ever since I heard the pre-draft stuff where he was like, I don't want to go to Cleveland no matter what. I've always been like, well, whatever. I mean, yes. He's, I know, but he's, yeah. he's fun to watch, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to go. I as, didn't even remember that. I didn't remember that he said that. I'm not going to go as far as your comedian and say I want him hurt. I would never say that. It's, but I definitely don't like him. And uh, when I, you know, he was working out this summer in a lot of uh, run and gun stuff with Mobley on the court, you know. And uh, oh, as yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, as I was watching those clips, I was like, man, this dude about to be crazy this year. Like, I was like, is he just yeah. is it because he's being guarded by a fringe G leaguer? No, man, he car- that carried over right into the season. So he's one of the he's probably one of the top uh, 50, 40, 90 candidates in the future. Tough guy. There's 16. a few of them in the league right now, but he's he's probably I'd put him at the top. Six one foot top. six point guard who plays three positions. And has the ultimate green light. I thought he was trying to get himself traded. Man, he's he's like the lot. He's their franchise player. He's balling. Absolutely. Yep. So, all right. That's on the menu. And how are we looking on our GE Bulls as we wrap this thing up here? Oh, man. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> I have, uh, I got the worst beating that I've had in my life. Okay. Uh, in, in, in a game that, between games that I've played on, on like my personal life and coached we scored two points i think the score was Uh-oh. probably like 35 to 2 it was Uh-oh. bad oh kids i i did not um coach the practice on thursday so i was not aware of this but uh the kids were actually scared like actually scared of the team that we were playing uh on saturday yeah so i i didn't hear any of this stuff and then when we went out on the court you could sense you could that the see kids it. Yeah, the sense that they were scared of the team. They they they'd all played them. Uh, the some of the kids came in from other teams. Sure. And they'd gotten their asses kicked, and uh, so they're very nervous. And went right out, got a couple steals, and then heads down, yep. shoulders slump, and then the rest of the game it was uh, it was bad. It's nasty. I um, I know what you're talking about. When I was, you know, when we played Akron East, our big bad bully in the city was always Akron Bookdale, Bookdale out west. They, mm-hmm. You know, they always had that guy um, who, you know, best player in the city, always went D one, you know, like all that kind of stuff. They were the they were the bully, and yep. j- you know, just Sunday, Akron East just beat Bookdale. I think it was like sixty five, sixty two, or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Coach Chad Hazard for the East uh, Dragons and. There was always a mental thing as we walked into Bookdo week. There yep. was always this, oh, we know they're about to try to press us. They're going to be out there dunking and every, yep. everybody 1040 about to be, you know, like uh, hopping, hopping around. They're going to play this. The DJ going to play this at halftime. They're going to make fun of us. And we always psyched ourselves out of being competitive before the game yep. even started. Yep. So I hope that you use it as a learning thing because like going into practice Man. even is something you got to nip in the bud before you get to the game, you know? Like they they so, slept on that, and before the game even started, they were already beat. So I so here so here's the deal. It's you're exactly right. I remember a, t- a team like that when I was when I was a kid, 
Um, we did not have a team like that in high school. We were we were pretty uh pretty competitive. I remember a team like that in middle school. The period. And and yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I was it was the kids, the first kids that could dunk. They could dunk in middle school, and that's that's scary. <laughs> when you're in middle school and kids can dunk, it's that that's it. You're you're intimidated. Yep. Um, but I remember. I remember that. So here's the lesson. Here's the lesson I'm going to give these kids in practice. I already thought about it. First of all, I'm going to take responsibility for it. I'm going to tell them it's my fault. Take notes, Donovan Mitchell. What's that? (laughs) I said, take notes, Donovan. I love that. Exactly. Go ahead, coach. Take the blame. I'll tell them it's my fault without being like super specific because they're young. I'm not going to like spend like an hour on have the kids crying and consoling you and stuff. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Tell them it's my fault. The next lesson is, and this is true. I'm going to tell them, look, you know, I don't know if we were scared or nervous going into the game. But here's the deal. The good news is you will, for the rest of your life, you will never lose that badly at any sport that you ever play because it's impossible. So there's nothing to be scared of for the rest of the season. So whoever we play, we're either going to, we're either going to beat them or you can't possibly lose that bad again, man, start practice. That's it. That's it. So, so however, however bad losing is, it can't be that bad. Essentially, that was, that was rough. You know, that, that guy that was scared to ask that girl out, and then she finally was like, uh, get out of my face. It's like, all right, every yeah. other girl moving Done. forward, like, you're never going to get that badly embarrassed. Like, there's... It's over with. You already you already got the no, and, and it wasn't that bad. You could get no's. You can either get... The rest of your life, it's either yeses or no's that can't be as bad as the first That you thing. already got, yeah. You already or, got. Or you, you step up to go say what's up to her, and you trip over a curb and face plant, like... And it's like, right. okay, that won't happen again. So let, let's just get it out the way now. So we got our face. Also, we are, we're also the dragons. Um, but, oh, but that's pretty the, awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we're, so we're the dragons. We're the, we're the blue dragons. I'm, I'm an uh, alumni by, uh, by uh, you know, high school association. So that's right. That's right. The GE dragons. So, I can stop calling them the GE bulls now. That's right. We're the dragons. So we, um, <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm excited for practice. So we'll go out there right. and we, we know what we need to work on. We know the things that we need to work on, which is not panicking and making the first pl- pass before half court before they can press. <laughs> Driving me nuts, telegraphing the passes before they even got past half. Let court. me ask this last question. As yes. a coach, once you realize what was happening out there, did you just turn your attention to the refs and start threatening them and like no. beat them up? Okay, just making you know, sure. You know what I did though is we can coach from underneath the baskets instead of at. Uh, uh-huh from the bench i i did keep running over to the bench uh at timeouts and everything and and i was uh giving them a lot of a lot of yelling not mean yelling just like trying to pump them up and and we got like very brief spurts of intense defense which helped (laughs) you can only you can only get by on external energy for so long it's gonna be internal you know all right brother well fun all right well, we, I'm actually I'm glad we got that out of the way because we don't expect that again for the rest of the season, and it, we'd much rather have it now than rest of my coaching life. <laughs> That'll never happen again. <laughs> Get that spanking out the way. That's right. Uh, gro- beautiful growth moment, and I hope that this practice right. this week right here is is you're, you say that you press the right buttons because uh, we're counting on that uh, at, in the Wine and Gold Clubhouse. We're That's counting right. on that this little. Uh, Three game gauntlet of pretenders, you know, uh, OKC, Houston, OKC, and then Clippers at the end. So uh, That's let's, right. let's get ready. Uh, another rubber rim job in the books. Was there anything That's else right. you wanted to touch on before we close this out, Jig? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, 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 they can win all three of those games. 
very different teams, but there's, there's you're going to have to work on this execution at the end of the game. So that's yep. my biggest concern is end of game execution. All right, brother. Every game. Yeah. Rubber rim job. Episode two, seven signing off, signing off. This is Joe Tate. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>